You're listening to Clutch by the Real Girlfriends Across America, powered by Building Rome. The content that you're about to hear are the opinions and views of the show hosts and guests and does not represent the views or opinions of Clutch by RGAA or its affiliates and sponsors. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use any information given as medical advice to treat any medical conditions in either yourself or others. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. Our podcast is intended for entertainment purposes only. On this episode of Clutch by the Real Girlfriends Across America, powered by Building Rome, we're doing something a little bit different. You'll get to hear our opinions of this week's past shows, and we'll let you know what's in store for next week. So, clutch onto your listening devices, and stay tuned. Welcome to Clutch by RGAA, powered by Building Clutch by RGAA, powered by Building Rome. Hello, hello, everyone. And my name is Corinne. I am one of the four hosts for tonight's show. And I'm going to go around the room so everyone can introduce themselves. But we are Clutch, and we are a podcast by the Real Girlfriends Across America, powered by Building Rome. And my first co-host is Alexis. Say hello, Alexis. Hi, everyone. My second co-host is Kelahar. Say hello, Kelahar. Good evening, friends. And my last co-host is Tawanda. Say hello, Tawanda. Hola, me llamo Tawanda. Okay, Tawanda, just do a little clear for the audience. Okay, okay. <laughs> but tonight we are doing something different. So we are actually talking about our week. So um, this week was a little shorter than our normal normal five days. Um, this week we did just four days. So we're going to recap on the four days that we did spend on air, and we're going to just give our opinions based on the clips that um, we're going to play. So the first um, show was actually the 10 biggest fears holding me back from success. And that was actually Alexa's show. So how did you feel about hosting that show? I actually found it really interesting. I never knew that there were a lot of fears and or mindsets that could hold you back from success. Because, like I said, I was raised by a strong-willed woman who didn't believe in coddling, and she didn't believe in allowing us to waddle in our fears. So whenever a situation came up, she tends to throw me and my sister in head first and said, don't worry, by the end of it, you'll be able to walk. <laughs> and we're actually going to refresh our audience on exactly what we spoke about. So we're going to play this brief clip, and then we're going to go back and get into the discussion. How would you define success? What are your goals before the year ends? Are you reaching for that success or are you not? Are there any fears that are holding you back? Are you aware that there are fears that could be holding you back? Like when you want something, when you're striving for success and for growth, you have to sacrifice because you can't have everything when you want it all the time. And when you're working with your family, like, hey, I'm working for us. I'm working to make sure that we don't want 
or need anything, but I might not be here on certain dates. And I've even gotten ridiculed from family and loved ones, like, oh, you're never around, you're never here for this, you're never here for that, and blah, blah, blah. And now it's COVID-19, everybody's like, oh, can I borrow $5? Can I borrow $50? Hey, sometimes you got to sacrifice. You can't have it all until you can have it all. But it's going to be about sacrifice. So, no, ma'am, I'm not worried about missing nothing because Christmas, I need to do it on a day before, a week before, a week after, it's going to be all right. Because, hey, what, what matters is my why, and my why is the most important people that I care about, which is why I do what I do. So, Tawana, since we have you on the line, when's the last time someone asked you for five dollars? Earlier today? <laughs> About five hours ago. <laughs> Did you get it to that? Yes. You can't tell family, though. Even if you talk shit, you still got to give it up. <laughs> you still got to give it up. But um, but that really was a, a great call. And just thinking about, you know, facing fears, I logged on to my other Facebook, and I was hitting up people I hadn't talked to in a long time, and it just reminded me of, hey, are you still scared to do this and that? Because, you know, the funny thing is a lot of times, and, and Corinne and I do this a lot, like we talk about our dreams and things we're passionate about, things we really want, you know, but it's great. It's great to talk about it. And then we have to put that car into drive. We got to do it. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I took from the show that we had a couple of days ago. It's okay to have fears because we're human. However, we just can't stay in neutral. We have to be about that action. And, you know, the other thing that Corinne, you and I were talking about earlier this week about, you know, we have to be about business. And we have to be about professionalism because there's a certain way to be able to handle certain things. And sometimes when we have, like, family and friends and people who love us, they don't always respect us in reference to business. You know, and the last thing I want to share, because I don't want to take up too much time, I remember, like, back in the day when I was, like, 16, 17, and I had friends that got jobs like Hardee's, Burger King, McDonald's, and, like, all the kids we would go into those places, and our friend worked there, so we want to hook up. We want the free stuff. And we didn't just want to hook up. We wanted it free. We didn't want to pay for some and get some free. We wanted it all free. But we didn't respect that those people had jobs and priorities. And that's what we have to do in life, whether it's business, whether it's a job. We have to be professional, respect what people are doing, and remember everyone can't be everywhere. And, you know, sometimes we're doing stuff for a certain goal or purpose. And it's definitely all about that law of attraction. We want to be around like-minded people so we can get to where we want to be as well. Yeah, I definitely agree. What do you think, Kelohar? How do you feel about um, that clip or even that show? Well, um, I can say no to family easier than I can say no to a friend for some reason. So when a family member is asking to borrow from me, I'm more prone to saying no than when a neighbor comes to borrow five dollars from me. <laughs> so um I enjoyed the show and um I feel for Tawanda because when you have a family of over five hundred individuals, that's a lot of five dollar bills. <laughs> yeah, that is a lot of five dollar bills. <laughs> What about you, Lexus? Um, when the last time someone asked to borrow five dollars from you? <laughs> I don't have any money. 
for people to ask. But in all honesty, I'm just going to be 100% honest. When it comes to borrowing money, I don't really like to use the term borrow unless you have the intention of paying the person back. Because I watched the real clip on YouTube and Tamara Housley said something really wise. She said if a friend was to ask her to borrow money, if she had it, she would give it to him or her, but she's going to have the mindset of not seeing it again. Right? She's going to give you the money with the mindset of you're not going to pay the person back. Because when someone asks to borrow money, yes, they have the mindset of paying you back. But depending on the relationship, it could be a little sticky when someone asks to borrow money from you and you give it to them. But then they said they were going to pay you back by a certain date. And then that date comes and they don't. And then you see they just bought a new Gucci purse. So you're thinking to yourself, you're like, yeah, you asked to borrow money knowing I didn't really have it, but... You know, I felt bad for you, so I loaned it to you, and now you just bought a new Gucci purse and you can't give me my $500 back. So, like, for me, when it comes to family, I just don't believe in borrowing money and such like that. And, no, I would not loan anybody money unless it was my sister because I know my sister will pay me back. Other people in my family, I've been in that situation where they're like, I'll give it back to you later, and they never did. And it's always tricky to get your money back because they look at you, they're like, but I only asked for $3, and you're really asking for this $3 back? It's not that I'm asking for the $3 back. It's the principle. You asked to borrow it. You didn't ask me for $3. You said, hey, can I borrow $3? I'll give it back to you later. That's you asking to borrow and telling me you're going to pay me back. Yeah, you know, I refer to him as my brat, but um, my godson always does that. He's like, I think he stopped saying borrow because he never pays me back, and unfortunately I don't expect him to. Maybe I should. But um, I, he he started to say, do you have this? And I understand if you don't because, yeah, I, my thing is, uh, I guess, like, I live by the model, don't give anything that you don't expect to lose. So, basically, I guess you give with the, with the expectation that you want them to pay you back, but if they don't, you they can't ask you again. So, basically, you might as well just say, well, you still didn't pay me back the $10, and if they want to borrow from you again, then maybe they'll pay you back the $10. So, how do you girls feel about moving on to the next clip? Are you guys ready? Yes. Okay, so we're going to talk about when your fears are actually a reality. And that was hosted by Annie. So we're going to play that clip now. How would you define success? What are your goals before the year ends? Are you reaching for that success or are you not? Are there any fears that are holding you back? Are you aware that there are fears that could be holding you back? And actually, that was the wrong clip. <laughs> but that was um, your call, Alexis. So I'm going to actually play the right clip now. Um, because we have so many clips back here that I cleverly decided I wanted to pull. Um <laughs> And we all know that sometimes when you're on air, things do not work out the way that you want it to. So we're going to play 
another clip, so we're going to play that in one second. Do you or someone you know suffer from the anxiety of the fear of success? And either you or they have decided to hide yourself living an average life? On this episode of Clutch, we talk about the fear of success. Clutch on to your fears on this episode of Clutch by Real Girlfriends Across America. Think that yes, yeah, sometimes uh, people they don't necessarily realize, you know, what is required to be successful. Um, so they may, I guess, refrain from doing the work, or they may realize that, like I said before, they have too much um, on their table. Um, so they are, you know, too much uh, to do in regards to being successful. So once they realize how much work it actually takes to get to um, a certain goal, they may um, shy away just because they're not willing to actually put in the work. Okay, and that was Kelahar's uh, call from um, Fear of Success. Do you guys remember that call? That was yesterday. Yes, it was on yesterday. So, um, Kelahar, how did you feel about hosting that call or that show? Um, Well, I felt that it was a little bit short, but for the most part, it conveyed over uh, pretty well, according to the producer. Uh, it was an okay show. <laughs> yeah, I think people um, often have, like, the fear of success for, like, many different reasons. Um, and, you know, it can vary. Um, Tawana, how did you feel about the, um, like, your fear of success or as someone you know fear of success um, that you had mentioned? Well, you're yeah, the the show was pretty good. Unfortunately, I had to leave after you asked me that question, so I'm gonna go back and listen to the rest of it, Kelahar. But it was it was pretty good because really, it's not really to me. It's not all about the the quantity of how long something is. It's about quality and it being thorough. And you know, a lot of times when someone asks you a question and you still think about it later on that night and the next day, oh, that's a really good question. And um, when I was on the show yesterday, you were talking about success and just different fears. So I was sharing that, you know, I've had experiences with two people that, you know, I've been really pretty cool with, and they're extremely smart, and they're great with planning. They just stay in planning stages. And when it's time to go out and do it, they freeze up, you know, and, and sometimes you want to push someone. But what I had to learn, and I had to learn this the hard way, you can take a horse to the water, but you can't literally pour the water down their throat. You can't push people to do something that they don't really want to do. And that has been so hard for me in life. Like, of course, I want for you what I want for myself. So I want nothing but the best for family, friends, loved ones, and things like that. But sometimes people just, you know, aren't ready. And the other thing I really want to say quickly is, something that was very hard for me to accept in life is, you know, like I'm always thinking and creating, but I'm always about, I'm always about doing it too. And, you know, sometimes in life when we go on a journey or we go to the next level, sometimes it's not for everyone to go. 
and we look like let's say with the four of us on this call, I'm not sure how many people are on the show today, but let's say if it's four or five of us on the show today and next week there's a there's a million dollar, a billion dollar opportunity, but only two people can go. You know, sometimes in life it's about change, and a lot of people don't like change. And sometimes people keep looking back because they want everyone to come with them on that next journey, but that journey is not for every everyone. And that's been a struggle that I've had for a very, very long time, but, um, but I've had to accept the fact that everybody has a different journey in life. And sometimes we do stuff, we have to go by ourselves, or we may meet up with other people, and it's not the people who we thought it was going to be. And that's just really how life is. Yes. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And I, I was going to actually say in regards to that, like, like, you know, just for our listeners, me much rather, you know, have a show that's like, let's say, 20 minutes long and it'd be filled with, like, so much information or be entertaining than, you know, just to have a show for 30 minutes just to have it for 30 minutes. Um, so I, I thought it was awesome um, with just the um, content that was within that 20 um, some odd minutes. So um, kudos to you, Telohar. And Thank Alexis, you. how do you feel? About, you're welcome. And how do you feel about um, facing your fear of success? Um, to be really honest, I don't really have a fear of success because, like I told um, you ladies and our listeners yesterday and on this call earlier. I was raised by a really strong woman. My aunt didn't really believe in cuddling me and my sister. So when we had to do something or an opportunity arose, she was the first person to just grab you by the scruff of your neck and toss you into the ring. Whether you she tosses you in feet first or head first, it's really up to her. And she just watches you stumble. And eventually she's always right because eventually you'll learn how to walk. Yeah. I guess that kind of resonates with what want to say about, um, you know, you don't know horse to the water, but, you you know, you can't make them drink. So I definitely agree with that. So do you guys have anything else to add to this topic before we move yeah. on to the one? <laughs> yes, I do. In the case of yeah, Alexis. And also. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> no, go Well, in the case of, I'm sorry. Would you like to go first, Wanda? No, my sister, no, you go. (laughs) Okay, well, thank you. Thank you so much. In the case of Alexis, um, we were able to bring the horse to the water and make a drink (laughs) because her aunt gave her no other alternative, you know, which is good. That's the thing. I I would like to say that if I were to fear, I would not say that I was fear of being successful. I fear leaving the safety of the starting line. Because if you really think about it, success is the finish line. But to get there, you have to leave the starting line. So, like, if I were to say that if I were to fear anything, I would fear stepping off the the safety of the starting line, which is why my aunt had the philosophy, oh, I'm not going to sit here and wait for you to decide if you're going to get off that damn line or not. I'm just going to shove you. And that's mm-hmm. always done for me and my sister our entire life. She did not believe in coddling us. She didn't comfort us. She just grabs you by the scruff of the neck and kicks kick you off the starting line and say, okay, I'll see you at the finish line. 
Yeah, and I can get that. Um, I, I know that, like, my whole thing is, like, I try to, I guess, you know, meet, I have a own, my own expectations in my head, so I have to meet my own expectations. So forget about anybody else's expectations. I set my high, you know, my expectations for myself high, and I think that's just how I was raised. Like, I was raised, like, you can't be like everyone else. You have to be above average. Um, and if everyone else is making, let's say, a house out of a shoebox, which was a real project I had to do when I was younger. I had to make mines out of wood and, and all this other stuff. And it didn't even look like a, you know, middle school age person um, made it, but I literally had to be up with my dad putting wood glue together and carpet down on this thankfully house. <laughs> so, like, I guess because of how I was raised, that's why I'm an overachiever. And I know, Tawanda, you said you had something you wanted to add, Miss Lady? Of course, of course. You know, again, it's all about action and execution. So I just really wanted to say a lot of times when I listen to the different shows we have, and, you know, it's good to, like, share and talk about certain things. However, if we don't do something about it, then, you know, hey, what are we talking about it for? So I'm just looking forward to the next couple of weeks as we build on Hey, face and fears, things like the, with the vision dream board class we're going to be doing next month. I'm super excited about that because it's just like like we're sitting around now talking about goals and dreams. Like we had a show, I think last week, and there was Kenyatta, a.k.a. Kay, and she was talking about starting a business for the end of the year. So I'm going to hit her up tonight, as a matter of fact, say, hey, did you get that domain yet? Because you can get it for 99 cents. You know, hey, you registered your business yet? You can literally do that for less than $200. So, you know, it's really about, it's great to get together and talk about it. You know, we have to be about action. You know, we're nine months later into this pandemic. You understand what I'm saying? Like, things are getting worse before they get better. We cannot continue to sit around and not be productive. We got to push each other and encourage each other because life will pass you by. I logged into Facebook today, and I'm not a real Facebooker like that. And, like, people are dying left and right. Like, a lot of my classmates have passed away. I'm like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. Everybody's saying, oh, I'm sorry for your loss. I'm sorry for your loss. But guess what? Life is to live every day as if it's our last because it's not promised to us. And we have to do the best that we can work on becoming our greatest self, live our dreams, write the goals down, achieve the goals, push each other hold each other accountable, and so on and so forth. So I'm looking forward to even us before the show ends tonight, Corinne, to talk about three power moves that we want to do individually or collectively, and we got to hold each other accountable. We got to do it. We got to do it because life is about living, and it's about achieving success, making seven figures or eight figures, and creating a legacy for children, grandchildren, friends, charities, and more, like literally. And, yeah, I know I'm over the top at times, but guess what? The bigger we can dream, the more we can have. So let's shoot for the stars. Right. Wow. Yeah, I have the same. Yes, I, I feel great. Like, I have the same, like, you shoot for the stars, and if you fell, or, um, no, I'm sorry, you shoot for the moon, and if you um, fell, you'll land amongst the stars. So, yeah, definitely. I'm there with you. Everyone can Absolutely. agree with someone. I'm there with you as well. What about you, Alexis? I'm definitely. Kind of quiet. 
<laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm just waiting for everyone to have their turn talking. So, yes, I'm there. I agree with that quote. If you shoot for the moon and you fall, you still land among the stars. So, yes, because, like I said, it's not about the fear of being successful. It's just getting off the starting line. And apparently I already had my butt kicked off the starting line by Tawanda. So, yeah. <laughs> And I'm sure she'll continue to kick us off. <laughs> now, Corinne. how do you guys feel about? Yes. Oh, Hello. sorry. I'm sorry to uh, interrupt, but I have a request. Being that we were invited to do a recap, I was wondering if you happen to have some of the clips that took place October the second. It was a Friday. 2020, and the show host is Tawanda. <clears throat> no, I don't. I only um, pulled for what we did this week, but um, you can refresh the audience on what we spoke about. Okay. All right. Tawanda? <laughs> is Kalahar throwing me under the bus or putting me on the hot seat <laughs> or something? <laughs> Kalahar... Kalahar, are you? Yes. Yes, 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 we are. Only because I had something to share with the show. That show really stood out. (laughs) Uh oh. It really stood out. So, yes, please. Are you you talking about the show about when you die or something like that? Yes, yes, yes. That's the show right there. (laughs) It was a good show for me. And um, I'm not sure. Tawanda, do you remember briefly some of the questions that you presented? Are you you're talking about the epitaph, like what would how you want to be remembered and stuff like that? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes, I think that exactly. was an emotional show because I know that um I know Corinne was had just had someone that passed. I'm like, oh no, yeah, and and really like when I did the show, I was talking about the epitaph because when I was in it might be like seventh or eighth grade, we had this bear book, like this white book with all clear pages. And our teacher gave us, like, an assignment for every page. Like, one one thing I had to write about, like, my dad, like, what he reminded me of. And I said, my dad is a Big Mac truck. Like, he's big and he's mean. He'll run you over. And then we had to do an epitaph. And I thought that was crazy to ask, a, like, a junior high school student to do that. But, you know, it was about how do you want to be remembered, you know. So, yeah, that's why I did that because, again, I'm a person that I believe in living life. You know, let me let me share with you guys really short. Um, when I was in the 10th grade, a long time ago, but one of my classmates had um, went on a trip and had drowned. And um, the teacher at the time, which is also a pastor, um, my whole class went to the gym. And um, everybody was crying and crying. You know, our classmate had died. We loved him. So we were all, like, sad, depressed, and hollering and crying. And she said, listen. I need you guys to get it together. She said, because if you're sitting here crying because you love him and you miss him and he's going to be gone and you don't search your life and search your heart and be a better person, then your tears are in vain. And if you're not going to change and be better. And I I was like, Oh my gosh. 
and I just stopped crying. I started listening to her because I don't, I, I don't do all that crying. Like, and what I mean by that is it's okay to cry and be emotional, but do something about it. It's about action. And that's the thing. When, so when I was talking about epitaph, it wasn't really about death because when you, when you die, that's, it's, a, it's another – everybody thinks differently about death, okay? But it's about life, and it's about living in the life that you want to live, the legacy, the person you want to be. If you want to be a good person, you want to help others, you want to do good things, you want to, you know, just be about good, and that's what it's about because it's not what we say, it's what we do. So when it's all said and done, okay, well, Kelahar was this, Corinne was this, Tawanda was this, Alexis was this, that's how people are going to remember us. And that's what I really wanted to convey during our conversation is for us to search our hearts, our minds, and our souls to see, hey, who am I? And, you know, one of the things, lastly, I want to say, Kelahar, is like I was looking through Instagram. I'm not that big on social media, but when I get on there, sometimes it's like three or four hours, I'm going to do everything. So I was on Instagram about a month ago, and I was going through some stuff that Corinne had posted on one of her company's pages. And she, and I say this all the time, but, of course, it's about repetition and consistency. And she was talking about her company building Rome. And I always love the name of the company because I always say the phrase, Rome wasn't built in a day. Like, that's my favorite phrase, and that's her company, right? And she says, I want to build Rome and build a community of people because I want to help people who, you know, really care about people. And that's what she wants. She wants to create a shift in the world where people will really care about others. And she, she did it on the video, right? I'm going to have to find that video and, like, plastic. I don't really have rights to the video, but I'm I'm going to plastic it anyway. <laughs> Just a little bit of seconds of it so I won't get sued. But um, but I looked in her eyes, and then I saw her heart. Like, this woman wants people in the world to do good. She wants to spread love and joy and peace, and that's who she is. You understand what I'm saying? And that's mm-hmm. what it is. Life is about living. I, that's why when someone passes, it's – What's as important is how we treat them while they're here. You understand? And let's not wait someone gets sick and all that. Treat me good today. Tomorrow's not promised. Give me my flowers while I am here today. Treat me good today. And when we do that, Kelahar, Corinne, and Alexis, when it's over and said and done, we'll be here. If, if I'm, if, if you don't talk to me anymore after tonight, what you're gonna say is, you know what? The last encounter I had with Tawanda was good. It was positive. That's she true. loved people, and that's what matters. Not a funeral, not any of that, because I'm not even interested in any of that. I'm interested in doing the best I can while I'm here. So, yeah, that's why. Um, yeah, because my thing is, you know what I'm saying, and that's what, <laughs> you're so funny with those things, but that's what life <laughs> is about. We only get one, and live it, live that's your best true. life. We're not just going to be existing. Let's live. Let's, I can't wait till like, this COVID thing is over. It'll be over when it's time. But guess what? When it's over, oh, man, we got some plans. We hanging out. We going to dinner. We turning up, Kalahar. You're going to be doing something you probably don't even do. It's okay, though. Just get ready. And stay in expectancy. <laughs> wow. Get your permission slip sign. But, yeah, that's what that call was about, though, about living life. And then when it's over, We'll be able to say we live. We, we live. <laughs> well, I but definitely loved your show. I need to say this. And it was important to hear you, your point of view of what you were interested in this show conveying for the listeners. 
as well as the participants. However, I felt, and I'm going to tell you how I felt about the show, I felt that it also stirred up a little bit of panatophobia. Panatophobia is the fear of death or the fear of dying, right? Okay. And so um, I loved your show again, I have to say and add, but um, I also believe that because we were reflecting on previous episodes, that maybe it would be fair to share an article that was written by Ralph Lewis, MD, and published by psychologytoday.com. Now, this article went out on November the 22nd of 2018. And Ralph Lewis, MD, writes an article containing facts to calm fear of death or dying. Um, So he says that most of us have already endured things as physically hard or as worse than dying. He then adds a little bit of a sense of humor uh, by using one of the lines by Woody Allen, where open quote, I'm not afraid of death. I just don't want to be there when it happens. Close quote. That's by Woody Allen. Now, I do not know how everyone else feels on the floor, but are you guys confident about dying? Who, me? Are we? Oh, I don't know how to answer that. I mean, you know, birth is it confident? Is guaranteed. Oh, yeah. No, I was just going to say, you know, death is the one thing in this world that's, that's guaranteed. I mean, I mean, I don't want to look into it too much because, you know, when you talk about something too much, you bring it into the system. So, I mean, I know that it's going to happen, but I try to, you know, stay away from talking it because I would never want to talk something negative into the system. Okay. Okay. Well, that's fair. Well, one, and well, one of my things is I, I'm not like my mom says a lot of times. Um, oh well, when it's time to go, it's time to go. What I've learned, I've learned to embrace life. And you know, of course, I'm sure anyone that's living doesn't say, "Hey, I want to be dead tomorrow." You know. However, everybody is different when it comes to, like spirituality with religion. I live my best life every day. I pray every day and every night. And I always pray that if, like, God, if this is the end, thank you. You know what I'm saying? I want to make sure that my heart and my mind is clear. I used to be terrified to to die. I used to be terrified. Now I'm not. And why? Just because of how I've lived my life with over 40 years and just with so much growth and, and good. I'm not the same person that I used to be. You know, when I think back when I was 18 to 25 and hanging out and being wild and being crazy or doing things that really wasn't good or really wasn't righteous, and I I knew that I was on the wrong path. I knew that I had to do better. I knew that's not who I'm supposed to be. And as I got into my 30s and I started transitioning to become a better person and being on a better track, and I'm still not, of course, nothing and no one is perfect, but I'm definitely not where I used to be. So, yeah, if, if it's over with, then I, I live and I do good and I help people and I'm living my dream right now. And a lot of people are not even here anymore and they can't say that. You understand what I'm saying? So I embrace, I embrace whatever it is I'm supposed to get in life. If it's living another hundred years, if it's not living, but two more days, I'm okay with that because of, of how I've lived over the last decade and just worked to become better. If that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. So no, death is not and scary I'd like at all. To- 
So, well, let me continue on and share forward. It's not going to take a, a whole lot of time, but I'd like to share this with us because I feel that it was necessary. Um, it's to bring comedy and a little bit more peace because a lot of us are like Tawanda in our younger years. We have all this fear and we're terrified of death and we're looking to run away from death as if it's something that we can actually stop. And we heard when our family members die or a friend passes away. Uh, according to Ralph Lewis, MD, he says that slipping away is to be somewhat equal to a nightly experience of falling asleep, especially deep sleep, losing consciousness due to an injury or illness or induced by anesthesia. These experiences many have already had. There is no reason to think that the experience of temporarily losing consciousness is any different from the experience of permanently losing consciousness. To sense that dying is something completely alien from any living experience is a mistake. Once we have actually died, being dead does not feel like anything because we are there to do any of the feeling. Psychiatrist Irvin Yalom says, in staring at the sun, overcoming the terror of death, the way to value life, the way to feel compassion for others, the way to love anything with greatest depth, is to be aware that these experiences are destined to be lost, which is a fact. So I hope that when you guys listened to this message, that it brings a sense of calmity and peace, as it did for me. Would anyone like to comment? No, I was just going to say um, thank you for sharing that, um, Liam, as you said, it brings you peace. Um, so hopefully it brings, you know, the audience peace as well. You're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Of course. For and any, does anyone else want to um, add on to it before we actually take our first break? Any takers? All right. Well, we're going to let these. Sponsor as uh, speak for ourselves, and we'll be back with the rest of our clips. Become a patron of Clutch by the Real Girlfriends across America. By supporting creators you love on Patreon, you're becoming an active participant in their creative process. As a member, you receive exclusive content, community access, behind-the-scenes updates, and the pride of viewing work that matters to you. Joining is easy. Visit patreon.com backslash real girlfriends across America. That's P A T R E O N dot com backslash real girlfriends across America. Every donation. Clutch by RGAA is powered by Building Rome. Building Rome Inc. is a professional company that provides an array of services to freelancers, creatives, virtual hustlers, and business owners. For more information on hiring Building Rome, log on to the website at buildingromeinc.com. Once again, 
The website is buildingromeinc.com. Clutch on to your drinks while we listen to today's trending news story. Congratulations have been pouring in following the birth of Nicki Minaj's first child, and she used this time to share some news. The rapper who revealed in July that she and her husband, Kenneth Petty, were expecting, shared photos of the notes she received from a few of her famous friends. While thanking folks like Beyonce and Kim Kardashian West and her husband, Kanye West, on her verified Instagram account, Minaj also shared that she had given birth to a boy. Thank you to Queen B, Kim and Yi, Ricardo, Tishki, Winnie, Carl, and everyone who sent me well wishes during this time. The caption on the photo read, It meant the world to me, and I'm so grateful in love with my son. Madly in love. My favorite little boy in the whole wide world. Congratulations to Nikki and her husband, and back to you. And we're back. And I know that trending news actually has been on Tawanda's mind for like the last, what, week, week and a half? Yeah, definitely. Nikki and that baby. <laughs> and it's a boy. What is your name, baby? Asada. I don't know how you say it. I think it was S-A-D-A, if I'm not mistaken, or S-A-N-A, one of those two, something like that. Asada. No, um, no, just S-A-D-A or S-A-N-A, one of the two. I can't remember quite. Nikki announces new baby gender. Now, she did have a girl, right? No, but it was reported today it's a boy. Are you, so was that fake news last week? Yes, it was. (laughs) But we didn't know fake news. Crazy. I I have no words. (laughs) So I know half of y'all probably like, okay, uh, who is Nicki Minaj? (laughs) Because I know Alexis, you're not into um, music. You actually got familiar with her music. What was that last week? Yes, I did. Because Tawanda was. asking for clips so my sister was out here eating her dinner and I was in my room trying to get um the clips for our show right so I get a text message from my sister going why the are you listening to and I responded I was like oh it's for work um we're just doing clips of songs you know I don't like rap and my sister's like I know that's why I asked <laughs> but you you wind up liking one of her songs, right? I actually like the Fly song, but ironies of all ironies, I to all those songs. I just randomly picked thirty seconds, I guess. Like I just walked out, but it was good thirty seconds. Yeah, you actually picked the best thirty seconds of each song I have in my ad for someone who's not familiar with the music. And Akel, are you familiar with Nicki Minaj? Oh my God, no, I am not. Not the music, but I've heard her name. 
Yes. I mean, I'm pretty I'm well, as you can tell me. Uh, I said you put me on the spot because I am not familiar with the music, but I am familiar with the name. I've heard her name before. Okay. It's been mentioned. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, I know we played um, some of her songs, actually. We played about, how many songs was there left that you had to pull last week? Was it 10? I think it was 10. Yeah, let's just say 10. Well, can I hear yeah, a little bit of them now? Yes, I'd like to um, hear I'm one as well. You. I'm with Tawanda on that. I'd like to hear my favorite one. We actually scrubbed like our database. <laughs> but Did you guys get rid of the song? We had to, Tawanda. We had to make room for more clips. <laughs> oh, man, but, that's so horrible. Okay. You're such a horrible person. I know, you tell me all the time. I might be able to make Tawanda happy. Can you make me happy? Yes, hold on a second. I might be able to, since I was the Mm. person to... I'm going to make Kelahar happy. I still have the um, clip. So hold on one second. She's my like dark baby. All about that power coming to win. Oh, that's the pretty. Rap. That's real pretty. That does not sound like rap to me. I thought rap was yeah. like bada beep, bada boop, bada beep, bada boop. <laughs> that does well, not she, sound she, like rap. That sounds like a song. She, that's nice. Oh, honey, she has rap in it, but I love that song because it's about power and power words. And she's saying, I came to win. I came to survive. I came to thrive. I came to conquer. Who's not coming to do that? You feel me? Ah, oh, man, that song. Oh. And I heard it before, I like but I had song. no idea whose song it was until Corinne, once again, turned me on to it. <laughs> and I've been in love ever since. Nice. Yeah, well, I'll be looking it up tonight. <laughs> yeah, please do. Let us know next time what, you thought, what your thoughts are about it. Okay. Well, we'll do. Um, Thank you. Yeah, it was played on last week's show, so if anyone wants to hear it, it's um, from October the 9th show. Um, we actually went through ah. a, a little bit of a Yeah, we had several. I think um, yeah, um, Alexis had like 10 of them. I was geeked up, like, oh, yummy, yummy, yummy. <laughs> nice. Yes. Oh, my gosh, that's so exciting. That's okay, <laughs> I mean, because after all those 10 clips, you, uh, Corinne, you're going to die laughing at this. You want to know what I did to calm my ears again? What's that? I went to YouTube.com and I put in the Phantom of the Opera on piano. The what? Oh, I thought you were going to say Black wow. Boys. 
the Phantom of the Opera, you know, the the Broadway um, play, and the score is done by Andrew Weber. So um, mm-hmm. the Phantom of the Opera, the song itself was my senior solo from high school. So it always has a place in my heart, but I love it on piano. Ah. <laughs> oh. I thought you were going to say Backstreet Boys. Oh, there was Backstreet Boys, too. <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know, there was another episode that we did. It was just me and Alexis, and we did this whole music thing. And, um, yeah, she told me how obsessed she is with the Backstreet Boys. Oh, really? I am sorry, okay? I love my Backstreet Boys. It's actually so sad that I can listen to a song and tell you who is singing. And I am 100% right. Ah. My, my poor aunt during my teenage years, now I understood why she bought me my own Walkman with headphones, because she grew sick and tired of having country boys playing in the car stereo. Ah. <laughs> because she and my sister would listen to the songs over and over again. My aunt was like, for the love of God, can't you guys just listen to something else? I was like, yeah, you can turn on the radio. And then when you turn on the radio, it's Backstreet Boys. <laughs> yeah, for those who want to listen to that episode, that was actually September the 9th, and it was called Music Vibes. So you get to hear how Seth, you know, she is, <laughs> Alexis, with the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> Well, you and we know, have like I, I did, I did like oh, when I was a teenager. I did think about marrying one of them. Which one? What? Who have you I married? Brian. Brian. <laughs> Brian. Are you serious? <laughs> I do not have a crush on Kevin, Nick. AJ or Howie. I was all into Brian. Why? He's cute, okay? What can I say? Teach songs. You said a Backstreet Boys? Uh-huh. I got to look them up. So is that your type of guy? <laughs> That's not my type of guy, but when I was a teenage girl, yes. I have, Okay. For those who must know, yes, I have a thing for white boys, okay? I've always dated. I was about to ask you, do you date outside your race? Yes, I date outside my race. I will not date an Asian guy. I dated one Asian guy in my life with hugest mistake of my life. Now, is Asian and Vietnamese the same thing? Vietnamese, uh, well, Asian is like the culture, like is the country. Vietnamese is like ethnicity if you really want to think about it but like you know most Vietnamese girls will either date within their own culture white guys and or black men and any other race good luck because a Vietnamese girl most likely wouldn't date you there are only three races Vietnamese girls date okay so are you from the Philippines no I'm Vietnamese Oh, Tawanda, um, Tawanda. I don't know. I need a cultural lesson. I, 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 I know, I'm just asking because I have some friends from like the Philippines. That's why I was wondering if that was the same thing. No, All right, so, but you, go ahead. 
um, the Philippines is next to, uh, while Vietnam is basically right there, then Laos, Cambodia, Indonesia, Philippines is all around there. But like Vietnamese culture is most similar to Chinese culture. So like for Oh, most, you Chinese? So, no, I'm Vietnamese. My aunt-in-law <laughs> are you is a, Are you a citizen? No, I was born in the States. I said, are you a citizen? You said no. Yeah, oh, so I'm you a are a U.S. citizen. You don't yeah, have a green card? No. Oh, a Vietnamese. You don't need somebody to marry you so you can stay in the country? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> although, although I will tell you this not-so-funny joke. When I was 19 years old, I got my first speeding ticket and because I was going a specific amount over the speed limit. I had to take the class, and believe it or not, this gentleman saw that I was a young female uh, uh, Asian girl. He automatically assumed that I wasn't born in the state. So he literally said to me in the rudest way possible that, um, don't be shy. If I played my cards right, I can earn a green card. What? Oh, my he actually said that to me, and everybody in class just sat there so shocked. So our teacher was like, excuse me, what did you say to her? And he goes, oh, she doesn't need to be shy. Girls like her come into this country hoping to marry guys from this country so they can stay. So I just gave him the dirtiest look ever. I was like, I actually I know that's right. You. I I, was like, I don't need to marry you. And he was like, oh, don't play your cards. I said, like, I don't need to marry you, you idiot, because I was born in this country. Yeah, that's crazy. That's very insulting. Yeah, I was just really joking around with you. Well, you should have slapped him. You probably did well, slap him. That's assault. That's assault. I wasn't trying to wind up in orange. I don't want a rhythmic being burst up. You were just talking about orange and new black the other day. Yes, but orange is not my color, and I don't want to live in a 9 by 13 cell with a woman named Bertha. I would be very, very afraid. I would not survive Why? Prison. You'd be her bitch. <laughs> Which is why I said I would not survive prison. I would cry. You'd cry? You're, you're a wimp? Bertha orange. Hmm? Yes, I am a chicken, okay? It is no surprise in my family. I am the biggest chicken in our family, okay? I am a chicken. My younger sister. With all that mouth you got? <laughs> I'm a chicken, okay? Alexis, how are you a chicken with all that mouth you got? <laughs> My mama didn't raise an idiot, okay? I'm cautious. So you just all mm-hmm. bark and no bite? No, 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 no. Don't get it twisted. I thought you was a gangster. I can be a chicken, but do not try me or my sister, because most likely you'll be walking uh, walking away missing some body parts. Okay, oh well, we're going to try to strip that from the record so that um, anyone <laughs> caught step away from that. Unless it's always threatening people. <laughs> That's why she's all talk. No, no, I, no, 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 no. If there's any fighting going on, do not invite me. <laughs> I know, but don't invite me either. 
<laughs> Listen, Kellar, don't invite me. I'm a, I'm a lover. I'm a Barbie I'm girl. Uh, no, 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 no. I am not a violent person, okay? Don't get it confused. I'm not a violent person. I like to talk my way out of situations. But I will put it on record. If anybody ever laid a hand on my sister, pray for that person. Pray. So when you guys hear a disclaimer on the future calls, you'll know why, right? Uh, oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Gangsta. See, I, I'm not as violent as most people like to think I am. I'm very nice and friendly. Yeah, you're just all tall. You don't reveal it now. You're just talking. Yeah, but see, you ain't about that life for real. But here's the thing. See, I love my sister very much. So if anybody were to harm my little sister, I would. Well, we're talking about person. you though. Your sister's not even on the show. We're talking about Alexis. <laughs> We're talking okay. about you. I'm trying to pull your sister in this. Okay, so We're talking I'm about Alexis. But, but see, here's the thing. I'm a chicken with human body knowledge, so if I had to, I could. Oh, okay. Mm. Okay, what else you got for us, um, Corinne? <laughs> I was about to say, um, on that note, I guess we're going to play When Your Fears Are Actually a Reality. <laughs> so we're going to play that. We're going to play that clip right now. Do you follow your intuition? Do you ever get good feelings about people or situations? What to do when your fears become reality? Let's just say... He thought was better, and in the end, it didn't work out for him. But, yes, I have been cheated on. I knew, and I did not react very well. And funny story, he ended up coming back like a month and a half later, hoping that if he appeared in person, he could get me to talk to him. Only he chose a very bad moment to walk onto campus because two people decided to play monkey in the middle with my shoe. I'm only about five, three and a half, five, four, and my guy friends are six feet and above, so they like to play monkey right. in the middle with my stuff. Oh, my God. Funny. So <laughs> at that moment, I was trying to chase after my shoe, and one of the guys decided to tackle me onto the ground, and that was when the guy who cheated on me walked up to a six-foot-three guy on top of a girl, and my then ex was like, hey, can I talk to you? I was like, I'm a little bit busy. I was thinking about a whole different kind of monkey in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was really tall, and they were really tall, and they played monkey in the Oh, and no. Can you imagine me chasing after that, trying to get my shoe back? Did you guys, did you guys uh, get that? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Monkey in the middle. Uh, that's all. Monkey in the middle. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh my goodness. Sorry. Now, when we were on the air, did you guys get what Annie was trying to say? That was hosted by Annie, by the way. Did anyone get what Annie was trying to say when she was saying monkey in the middle? No what? Oh, no. Y'all didn't get it? Her little inside joke? Well, not so inside joke, but. I definitely, I definitely know what monkey in the middle is. So are you questioning or is that a statement? I was just asking you guys if y'all caught that little hidden joke that she was saying when she said monkey in the middle. 
Oh, yeah, a monkey in the middle. What does that mean? I, I know what the little man in the boat means. <laughs> well, Alexis is, explained herself. She said two guys decided to play with her monkey in the middle. What? <laughs> what do you mean, what? What? <laughs> Alexis, you had two guys at the same time playing with your dog? Okay. It means monkey in the middle. No, no, no. You are, okay. Alexis, you it are. It wasn't anything like that, okay? Basically, you know the childhood game monkey in the middle? You have three people, somebody in the middle, and you throw something over the person's middle or over that person's head, and they're trying to get it. You keep it away from them, but if they catch it, then somebody they else has away. to be the monkey. We used to call that keep away, not monkey in the middle. <laughs> okay, fine. Oh, whatever. Okay. And when I was a child, it was popped to me as monkey in the middle, okay? So, yes, I am only five, three and a half, five, four at most, and most of my guy friends are six feet and above. So they think it's hilarious to play keep away with my soup. I did not find it so funny because I was late to class. You relate to class. You know, Alexis, if I may, I have a question, and I am not trying to be facetious, but most of your male friends are six feet and taller, and then you're five feet, four, about. Now, a gentleman here the other day said that, I said to him, you know how awkward it is for, because I feel that I'm pretty tall, right? So I says, you know how awkward it is for guys that are shorter than you to invite you out on a date? I always say, no, thank you, right? And he said, why? I says, because they're shorter than me. And then this guy said that in the bedroom, it wouldn't make much of a difference. And I'm like, <laughs> but I'm not going to that's be going true. out with a guy that's shorter than I. And for a girl, you have to bend down. But for a girl to be shorter than a guy, I think that's acceptable. But I've not ever known if they they really match up in the bedroom. Like, does that really match up? (laughs) I'll answer that. I slept with someone who was six foot four, and let me say it did matter in the bedroom because I'm five foot four and he's six foot four. So that's like a whole foot or feet foot apart. So like, let's just say it does not match up. We still had our fun. But, yes, in all honesty, it really doesn't matter because, trust me, if you want it, you'll find a way to get it. Right. But you see, I was right then. So it does make a difference in the bedroom. There's an awkwardness. No, I I disagree because I'm 5'2". Yeah, I definitely disagree. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm 5'2", and my ex is, well, my ex-husband is 6'5". So it well, that doesn't work with male female. That doesn't. They don't care about that. We're talking about female male. I mean, yeah, I, I wouldn't want a shorter guy. I, I think that a short guy is awkward. Uh, I do not know how what, you ladies feel about it, Kelly. Her. Yes, Kelly. Her. What's your height? My I'm five eight. My height is oh, five me eight. Oh, too. Yeah, but you know, I had a guy that was like, I don't like shorter guys either. But I dated a guy. Ugh. That was like two, three inches shorter, and I promise you it didn't matter. <laughs> it didn't matter. Oh, but that's only two, three inches shorter, but oh, yeah. I'm still uncomfortable it, anything, with that. Like five or six inches shorter is a problem. Like, we're not having it. 
<laughs> but mm-hmm. see, here's the thing. I to, be, to be really fair, though, I'm Asian, so being five four is tall for. An I thought Asian. you was Vietnamese. Vietnamese. <laughs> so being five four is tall for a Vietnamese girl, because five four is the average height of a Vietnamese man back home in Vietnam. So if you really honestly think about it, I thought you were I'm born pretty, over here. <laughs> I'm tall by Vietnamese versus American. Like, I don't just mess with her. Tawanda is just like it's pick on a lot. I'm just messing with her. I know what she means. We're gonna have a fight. Yeah, I'm taking notes over here. I'm working for Big Brother. You know what? It really honestly doesn't matter because at the end of the day, I will be 100% honest. Like Kelly, I do not like dating guys who are shorter than me, but that's not really a problem for someone. Nobody's even shorter than you. Yeah, exactly. Nobody's shorter than you. It's not really a problem. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I left the little part of the little man that's shorter than me. Yeah, you and you and the Karim the same height, so y'all can date the same kind of guys. Oh, not sure. Karim is the I'm one that too. dates them six foot five. I only the tallest yeah. I ever dated was six three. But you know, I always had a pet peeve against short girls like tall guys. I'm like, if you're five three, I think this should be a law, right? You can have like four or five inches above your height. That's it. Like seriously. So women like me and Keller Hart are like five eight. We have a hard time getting a guy to six three because little short ass girls like Alexis and Corinne got him. I know that's true. That oh, I'm so sorry. True. No, no profanity on the show. I apologize. Yeah, that was like cursing me. <laughs> oh yeah, because you. <laughs> when, I was in, when I was in high school, my best friend was actually five eleven, and she loved wearing heels, so that puts her at six foot and above. So yeah, her dating anyone shorter than that, she just didn't. But yeah, she was five eleven. That girl was tall, man. Yeah, I have a girlfriend that's pretty tall. She has um, what's known as gigantor disease. You know, they had to give her medication so she could stop growing. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah, it's called gigantor disease. It's an actual disease, yeah. So how tall does she get? Uh, She's about 6'4". She was 6'4". She's about 6'4", 6'3", 6'4". Oh, that's interesting. I wonder how tall she yeah. would have been if they didn't toss her. Right. Though. Probably seven something. If they did not give her the, if they did not administer medication, she would have probably gone up another foot, about seven, seven, three, seven, four. Yeah. Yeah, I actually seen the documentary like years and years ago about that disease. Yeah, it's real. It's real. Mm. But we still have a lot of tall people, tall women and tall men. They're considered giants still. They just live in, like, a separate society because little people like us (laughs) get in their way. (laughs) Yeah. But see, I'm sorry, Tawanda. So, Tawanda, if you're 5'8", and you want to 
mind dating a guy who's two or three inches shorter. So may I ask, how tall do you prefer your men to be? Six two to six five. That's that's right on. That's right on. I like that. That's my preference. <laughs> That's never what I get now. Yeah. I don't know why. You <laughs> attract people with Napoleon Dynamite syndrome. <laughs> yeah, honey, big time. I don't know why I keep getting stuck like that. Yeah. <laughs> Can't have well, it. But they they more. have. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, go ahead. Now, I was no, just going to say, yeah, sometimes you can't get everything you want. I said, but, you know, they make it up in other areas. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> we, we have one more clip um, from Alexa's show, which is on when to seek a professional or when to seek out that professional. So we're going to play that, and that's our last clip for this evening. Have you ever had okay. days where you were feeling so down It was impossible to get out of bed, impossible to go through your day, impossible to get what you need done. All you wanted to do was stay in bed, turn around, and sleep. What about the days where you were flying high? I'm not referring to flying high as in drugs, but just high emotionally, where everything was just happy, and then the very next day, everything was down in the pits. Are you noticing signs about yourself where you realize you're just spinning way out of control? Are your friends, family, coworkers noticing too? Clutch onto your cup of tea and join us tonight on Clutch. We'll cope uh, with each other, how we live and get along, that they find that place in the middle allowing people to continue to making choices and decisions that are individual choices and decisions, but yet would continue to keep uh, peace and harmony with each other because there are extreme drug choices is what we call it or recommended drug allowances that can cause conflict. And it's not done deliberate. It's just that the... Um, it's called the amoeba parasite in our blood system is in contrast because of maybe you wanting an apple and I'm wanting a grapefruit and it causes a conflict. So therefore when I hear mental, I right away go over to behavioral science and that's for everyone. Okay. I um, first want to start off with Alexis. So what made you pick out that particular like, subject, that title of your, for your show? Um, because I, um, for one of my classes, I had to write a paper. Um, sorry, that's just an alarm on my phone. Um, basically I had to write a paper not too long ago about mental health in general. And it was pretty interesting to see the facts because did you know that My sister told me this the other day, that in Asia alone, they do not believe in mental health. So in Korea, in Vietnam, in certain countries like that, the suicide rate is actually high because they don't believe in mental health at all. They don't believe in you seeking help for it at all. 
So for people who aren't receiving the help that they need, they don't realize there's help out there, so they end up prematurely ending their life, and that's not the answer. Because for how I think about it is I've been in this position where I honestly thought about ending my life, and I really honestly believed that no one loved me and nobody would actually care. It would just be like another light going out and nobody would notice because there were still so many lights on in the house. So for me to come to that conclusion and get the help that I need, I actually saw the aftermath of what, it was like when you do decide to take your own life because I lost a friend who decided to take his own life where he left a letter explaining why he did it. But the aftermath was really sad because a lot of people are always going to be saddened that you passed and there's a lot of anger and such like that. And most people honestly believe that if you do choose to end your life, you're selfish, right? And or everyone is entitled to his or her own opinion. So if you're the person who decided to take your life, I don't know if you would think you're a selfish person, but you're just in so much pain that you believe that taking your own life will ease the pain. It will be the world will be a better place without you in it. But for the people that you leave behind, they're very angry at you. They view you as a selfish person because how could you do that? Because I, when I was in my early 20s, I had a district manager for a makeup company at one of the stores I worked at come in. She was happy-go-lucky. I mean, this woman was so happy. And, like, she bought, like, a dress. And then over the weekend, she committed suicide. And no one knew why. Like, I found out about it when I came back to work, and they said she just took her own life. And she left behind a family, and she left behind young children. And, of course, people are always going to make comments and such like that. But still, for me, I just think that mental health is one of those taboo subjects. It still is a taboo subject, especially in a lot of cultures, because they don't believe you going out and talking about your feelings or airing out dirty laundry to a complete stranger. In the Asian culture, it's actually frowned upon for you to talk about your family and what's really going on in your family life to even a friend. They don't believe in any of that. So like in Asian culture is strictly what happens behind closed doors and this house stays behind closed doors. Okay. And and you know, I just wanna say I'm glad that you were able to come um on the other side and, and was able to get the treatment that you needed. So kudos to you for that, definitely. Yeah, because if you really honestly think about it, when you think of mental, when the when you think of the word mental, right, you don't automatically think brain, or you don't automatically think of anything that regards to brain or head. Mental actually brings a negative connotation, where it's actually when you say you're mental, you think a person is, or you think there's something wrong with them. 
So the word mental health, even though there's a lot more light being shed on it, and like, you know, a lot of famous people are bringing attention and such like that, it still has a long way to go before it's socially acceptable to say, hey, I have a mental illness, but I'm still me, and I'm still, I would still like to be treated as a normal person. Right. And I know that one of the questions you had asked was, what do we think about when we hear the word mental health? And that's the clip that we played where Kalahar was talking about. And, and um, I apologize, I, didn't, uh, I can't remember the full name that you said, but you said something before the word parasite. Can you get into more? Because I've never heard of that before the show. I'm sorry. Say again. You use a, a term something parasite? Oh, it's a and parasite. Uh, yes, yes. It's the anema parasite that we have. We have uh, euglena. Those are parasites in our cells that are in the blood plates. And that's what um, causes us to fight each other. But um, that's the amina and the euglena. Those are parasites. And parasites, as we know, are destructive, right? Because they cling on to us. And they eat from you, so they eat up your system. But we carry them, and that's what gives us the vigor to fight, like Tawanda or Cat Out, like <laughs> Alexis and I. You know, we're gonna cat out, so system naturally. But when you eat different foods, they also trigger a height or a height. They say to. Uh, your system, making you either more aggressive or more passive. So it depends on that. But I, having listened to this clip, I actually wanted to take us back to perceiving uh, safety, that which this was the previous uh, clip that you played from Annie, and then combine it with this tape, which was Alexis, because Alexis started addressing suicide. And um, I feel that we are all somewhat tempted on a daily basis that we are tampering with suicide when we smoke, when we drink, when we do things out of the norm, uh, having too much coffee. There are people that can drink. That's all they have. They do not eat anything else and they consume all this coffee, all this uh, caffeine, and that's a way of tampering with suicide because the body, your body can only take but so much. Um, I am one. I am not a believer of suicide. I do not have the conviction to commit suicide. Um, it is not because people are going to miss me that I do not commit suicide. It is my, my belief in that God created me for a reason. I am here on earth for a purpose, whether it is to perfect so that I am welcomed into higher planes and levels or that I'm just here to be a helping and a part of his will. And I have a lot of respect for the higher power and the creator, and I am not here to take my life and I'm not even interested in considering taking someone else's life. And so uh, perceiving into the future or safety, and that's very important. And um, it's a part of, of the safety, the measurement 
God will, that is also to be implemented into behavioral science, right? Or being mental. People say, well, well you're sitting at a chair and you're thinking, and they'll t- and say, why are you being so mental? Because that's me getting outside of the box, just perceiving into the future landings, right? So I'm actually found being mental. And then men say, well, women should not be found thinking so much because then they get dangerous. <laughs> but um, I feel well, that, Lena, um, you know, is important. No, I was going to say, you know, we um we talked about, you know, whys earlier, and, you know, you have a good why and why you um remain strong and steadfast in your your thoughts. And I know we only have a little bit of time left. I want to get um, Tawana's um, view on it as well because I know that she has a, a – actually story that is similar to um, Alexa's story in regards to a co-worker. Um, you want to share that story, Wanda? Yeah, you know, the thing is, um, and I'll go really quickly since you said we're almost out of time, but, um, yeah, I, I don't take suicide or threats or depression or mental health or anything like that. I don't take that for granted because you never know where people are in life. Yeah, um, probably about 12, 13, 14 years ago, on August the 31st, which actually is my sister's birthday, um, this guy that was human resources at the company that I worked for named Jonathan, he would always drive over to the next county because we were a bi-county company, and he would come over like once or twice to train new staff, et cetera, et cetera, because he's HR, and he would always come up um, to the office I worked at to see me and my coworker, and we would talk and laugh. You know, and he was a nice guy, it's just that he kind of was going through something. And, he, you know, how sometimes, just being honest, sometimes a person that's going through something, it can kind of, like, spill off into you and, and make you feel bad and negative. And sometimes you don't mind listening to somebody's problem, but if it's three and four weeks later and they still have the same problem, it kind of, like, annoys you, and you kind of start running. So one day we saw that he drove up to, to where our office was. We had two offices on site. And I was at the second one. And we saw that he was at the first one. And my coworker and I said, oh, we're going to hide. She said, oh, you know, he's coming to talk to you anyway because I'll be listening to him. And I'm like, because I'm always the one that's listening and one that's nice. I'm like, not today. It's Friday. we turning up. And I'm not dealing with that today. And we went. We had a real big office building, and we went and hid. So when he came up to the second office, the secretary who was in cahoots with us, too, we were all laughing, and she said, y'all make me sick because I can't hide. And we were like, can handle it, handle it, can. So we ran to the back. And um, then she came. She said, y'all girls can come out. He's gone. She said, he didn't want to talk to me. He wanted, he wanted to talk to you. And I was like, ah, not today. I don't feel like doing this Friday. Turn it up. It's the weekend. And we were just kind of like laughing because we thought it was funny to hide from him. And not it wasn't really anything against him. It was just that I didn't want to be bothered, and, and he came to talk to me, and they was not going to, you know, deal with him if I wasn't going to talk to him. And so, anyway, I think we probably left work an hour early because that's what we do. We skim at work. And um, and that evening about 7 p.m., my boss called me. And I thought it was real strange because she'll call me <laughs> and definitely don't call me on no Friday. And definitely don't call me after work hours. So when she called, I'm like, hey, like, what's going on? And honestly, 
I had no idea what she was calling me. I definitely didn't think it was no bad news. I just thought it might have been, hey, we had a party next week, bring some chicken or something like that. I had no idea what she was calling. But anyway, she said, I have something to tell you. I'm like, okay, what's up? She said, Jonathan committed suicide about an hour ago. And I got speechless. And I said, what? And she said, um, and honey, I fell out on the phone. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. I fell out on the phone. She said that um, when he got, he drove back to the office, which is about 30, 40 minutes away from where we were, he went to his office. He left all his stuff packed up because he did not want whoever moved into his office to have to pack anything up. He left all the boxes packed up on the desk. And um, he had already filled out a few weeks before he had changed his insurance, his will, and everything. And he got out of work at 5 o'clock that day. He got in his little pickup truck, drove into the middle of nowhere in a little small city in South Carolina, took his double-barrel shotgun, and blew his brains out. And right beside him in that truck was three letters, one of his daughter, who he had, he had just got married to a girl like two years before. And there were rumors that he had just got his master's degree. He had married this girl. She had two previous children for another relationship. And they said she was cheating on him. And it was just all types of rumors that he married someone who really wasn't a good person. And she was really stressing him out. And he had had the one thing he had always wanted, which was a kid of his own. So he left three letters. It was in three separate envelopes. One was for his daughter. And the other two were to his stepdaughters, nothing to the wife. And um, and then they said with the insurance, he had changed it, but the insurance did not pay out for suicide. But um, but I'll tell you one thing, and as I think about that now, that was over 10, 12, 11, 13, I'm not sure how long, well, it was a long time ago. But um, I'll never forget him. And I'll never forget that. And, yeah, it still bothers me even today because, you know what, I can't blame myself thinking I could have stopped him because he was already preparing to do it. You feel me? But what I think he was going to say was bye. I think he was going to tell me bye in some type of way. But I had no way of knowing. And I always say if I could just turn back the hands of time in that one day, I could have said, hey, because I feel like, if he would have came into my office, because I knew he was depressed. I knew he was depressed. He would come weekly, and he would sit and talk. And, and I'm going to encourage you, like, that's who I am. And I felt like in my heart, we can't change time, okay? We can't change it. But in my heart, when I played back that day, I, I imagine him sitting in my office, looking in my eyes, and I feel like it could have been something that I could have said to him, that I could have encouraged him, that he could have held on. That he, and 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 the thing is, but it was his time. It was his time. But one thing that I learned from that is number one, you never know where someone is in life. Number two, you got to be careful how you treat people. Number three, don't disregard people who you truly care about. Even if, okay, Korean, listen, I love you, but I can't talk too long, but talk to me. What's what's going on? We we got to get somebody time. We got to get somebody time because you just never really know. And his name was Jonathan. And let me tell you, he was a good one. 
He was a good guy. He was not. He was one of the good ones. And you know, life sometimes knocks us out. Sometimes life knocks us in the stomach. Sometimes we go through mental health issues and depression because of dating and relationships and love and all these types of things. And sometimes people feel like they have no one, and they think the only way out is to take themselves out like he did. And and that's why I just like to be a good person, to be as good as I can, and to be a good friend. Even if someone is not a friend to me, even if someone is not a good friend to me, I like to be a good friend and a good person to other people because guess what? Everybody needs somebody. So thank you for letting me share that, Corinne. Thank you for the tears because it is a joy because guess what? He's not in pain anymore because he was really hurting. And I know that there's somebody listening to our show that's depressed, that's going through something, that's hurting. And I just hope that you would be encouraged because it will not rain every day. The morning will come and the sun will still shine. Just hold on. And, and thank you for sharing that. Um, I know you shared it before, but, yeah, I think that it was, since we were talking about this topic, it was important to hear that story again for those who didn't um, hear it when you told it before. Um, and on that note, um, we talked about 10 biggest fears holding you back from success. We talked about, or actually recapped on um, when your fears are actually a reality. We recapped on when, is it, when to seek out the professional and the fear of success. Um, so, Alexis, I'll start with you. And I appreciate you staying on, Alexis, because I told you, I, I remember you telling me that 11 o'clock was your cutoff. So, again, thank you for staying on. Do you have any closing words on anything that we discussed tonight? Do I still have you there, oh, Alexis? Sorry. I, sorry. I had myself. All I'm going to say okay. is what's on that said it's true. We all have days where it's just going to be a shitty day, but not every day is going to be shitty. So to our listeners out there, if you are contemplating that the world might be a better place without you in it, it's not going to be a better place without you in it. Because I can guarantee you, even at your worst, someone somewhere is going to be heartbroken that you left, right? And suicide is definitely not the answer. So if you are at that point where you are really honestly considering it, please, like, just don't and just go get the help that you need, even if you have to check yourself into a psych ward, even if it's going to take you time to recover yourself because life is worth living. We only get one life. So after you're gone, that's it. There's no do-overs. And for my belief, I believe that after we leave this world, we get to watch this world go on. And for me, I don't want to leave this world any sooner than my own time because I don't want to look back up there somewhere looking at everybody getting to live their life and thinking, oh, crap, I left too soon, or I missed out on something. So it's important to check in on those we love. It's important to be there for someone to just say, hey, how was your day? Yes, some people do seem to be down in the dumps all the time, but 
maybe you're that one person, that one difference that can make a difference in that person's world. Because like Tawanda said, she, at that, that day, she just didn't want to sit there and listen to somebody else's problems. And of course she can't blame herself, but like she said, maybe that person was going to do what they were going to do. Maybe Jonathan really was at the end of his journey and he just wanted to say bye, but she never got to hear her friends say bye. So for everyone out there, just say hi, just say how are you, and just check in on those you love. And for those of you who need help, there is a suicide hotline that you can call or worst-case scenario. If you don't know who else to call, dial 911. Just tell them that you're thinking about committing suicide. They're always going to send a police officer to wherever it is you are to escort you to the ER. And thank you for for those um, for that information. And we're going to include that number in our um, show notes as well, um, so that the audience has it for those who are listening. And Kalahari, do you have any closing words? Uh, yes. Well. I'd like to say that I, I I feel that story, Tawanda, and thank you for sharing it. And it's a real hard experience, but it's also an eye-opener, and it prepares you for the next time. And um, that Jonathan is in a better place right now. He's not in pain. And um, thank you, Alexis, uh, for also reminding us that this is the time of year where it's a very intimate, emotionally sensitive time of year, and people tend to be more uh, subject to committing suicide. And that's not the thought to carry or to clutch onto. Uh, treasure your life, live it to the fullest, share all of your emotions, your sad moments, and your happy moments. There are down days, and there is definitely going to be up days. The sun will definitely come up. And this is not just speaking from the teeth forward. This is speaking from experience. There's nothing that is to be taken away from you that should have you to commit suicide. You're special. You deserve to be here. And there are people that need and want you here. We will miss you. We love you. We love you. Love and good prevails. And so give that and hold on to that for yourself. Love yourself so you can give that to others. And when your number's up, then you peacefully, you know, sign out and your day has been completed, but not to take it yourself, okay? Please. And on that note, thank you for inviting me over to uh, reviewing shows. I had a great time. I hope everyone else did. <laughs> I always do. Definitely. Absolutely. Thank you. And we appreciate your feedback. We appreciate your, you know, contribution to our show as well. And thank on you. that note, to one of any um, closing words, you're welcome, Kyler. Oh, my goodness, girl, you just messed me all up. You know, I appreciate the opportunity. I appreciate friendship. I appreciate spending one, two, three hours with good people on a Friday night. I just want to say thank you, um, Corinne, to inviting me to the show tonight. It's always a pleasure to be in your presence, as well as you, Kelahar, as well as you, Alexis. You ladies are just really good people, and there's just not enough. I just never can get enough of you. So 
I'm just really grateful and so excited. And honestly, I'm just looking forward to what the future holds. So I hope you guys do not think that I forgot, you know, about those different goals and things. You know, I truly believe that we're stronger together. And if we can work together, we can set great goals, and we can just do great and amazing things and hold each other accountable. So even if we don't do it on the on the show tonight, hopefully, you know, Corinna connect us some type of way where we can share some goals and hold each other accountable, and hopefully we can talk more. You know, let me say this really quickly, and I know we got to go. You know, like, I know when I used to go to church all the time, um, when I lived in Charlotte, I would go on Sundays and Wednesdays, and most of the people that hugged me and loved me, they hugged me and loved me on Sundays and Wednesdays, and half of them didn't come on Wednesdays, so it was mostly on Sundays. And I used to always say, to people, hey, if you really love me, why do I only see you on Sunday and Wednesdays? I don't even hear from you. So I want to say to you ladies, as we're building community, we're clutching on each other, hopefully I don't just connect with you on our shows. Hopefully our executive producer and creative genius will find some way that we can connect regularly because I would love to be able to hear from you guys a little more, please. No, oh, yes, thank you definitely. for that, Wanda. We love you just as much or more. Hi, thank you, honey. <laughs> I love you more. And, yeah, and I appreciate this dialogue that we're having. And, um, Talanda, yeah, we're definitely going to continue that, and we're going to find, um, you know, different ways to connect to our audience as well as with each other. Um, I know next week we're going to be talking about recovering from breast cancer and starting fresh. Um, we're going to jump out of a plane. We're going to uh, learn how to cope and overcome our fears. And Ooh. we're going to discuss the of life. So those are the Hold topics up. we have for Hold up. To... <laughs> I'm Hold not up. jumping out of no plane. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm not even supporting that. What are you... <laughs> No, 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 no. <clears throat> I'm not passionate. <laughs> well, I say jump out of a plane. Yes, no, that's no. Uh, hosted by the lovely Annie. I'm all about that virtual life. <laughs> yeah, well, you guys can go and I'll watch you win. <laughs> I'm practicing social distancing. Nope, nope. I'm not waiting for you guys. No, no, no. I cannot even go on roller coaster rides anymore. I'm gonna jump out of a plane. <laughs> I don't think so. No, no, no. You know, Kelly, 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 and I will be waiting for you, ladies, on the ground. <laughs> well, listen, no, friends do waste each other. <laughs> you know, somebody. Pl- I'm glad that this conversation is recorded it. so that they know I am not encouraging you guys to go out there. You know what I mean? <laughs> no way. <laughs> well, again, ladies, I, I love the dialect, and we do have to wrap up. Unfortunately, everything that's good has to come to an end. So until mm-hmm. next time, we will be back here on Sunday, um, and our host is Phoenix. So we will be discussing um, her topic on on Sunday. So Rising Phoenix. Night, Yes. Oh, do we have to go? Night. Am I going to get a Christmas Thank you for listening to yet another episode of Clutch, a podcast by Real Girlfriends Across America. Clutch onto us tight by following us on all of our social media platforms. This includes 
Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook. Like, share, and follow us. Did you miss the episode? Don't worry. You can listen to us anywhere where podcasts are being played, including Apple Podcasts, Google, Anchor, Spotify, and Speaker. Don't forget to watch us on YouTube by searching for Real Girlfriends Across America and visit our website at www.realgirlfriends.org. And until next time, touch on to your best friend and stay tuned. <laughs>